Ready for the interview And if you get a cue Live on the laptop Watch what I'm gonna do Welcome to the show Let them know we got a point of view Hey, yo Let's have a combo Say what you feel Be real, that's the motto Real talk pronto Doctor D, PhD Hit the intro Hold up, wait Gotta be social Network global Home for the locals Gotta be social Network global Home for the locals Casey in the flesh, your face out there. Thank you for being on. Thank you for having me. I appreciate the invite. Most definitely. So I know there was an invite to this 41st birthday party you just had. (laughs) All right. And this was, uh, let me get it right, the gang bang and bukkake party or birthday party. It was indeed. Yes. First of all, first impressions before we dive deep into it, like how did it go? It was a blast. We had gone to this theater in January just as a couple. We had never been to one before, and it's been on our radar for a little bit. So my husband did a ton of research. We picked a place, and we went, and we had just, like, the best time ever. It was such a unique experience. And for people that have done so much in the lifestyle, it's always hard to find something new to really, like, shock you and get you going. So that definitely hit the mark for us. And as we were leaving, um, I guess we saw, my husband saw like a sticker for some like amateur amateur porn girl had a sticker on the wall and we kind of said something to the guy working there. And he said, oh yeah, you know, she filmed something here. And me and my husband looked at each other and we're like, wait, you're allowed to film here? And he said, well, sure, but you have to get permission from the owner. And it was, it was a whole thing. And we kind of looked at each other and we were like, that would be pretty fucking cool to come back here and do that. And then it came up like oh my birthday's in a few weeks like could we make this happen in a few weeks and we did the staff there was amazing we're super organized and we had you know people had to sign waivers there was bracelets it was a very official environment and it just it was so much fucking fun like I love anonymous sex I love public stuff and it kind of hit all of those marks for me And the fact that there was, so like I've been to sex clubs before and if you put on a good show, you know, people are watching and, you know, they might give you like a high five after or something, but (laughs) we were literally in a movie theater filled with people and they were like clapping and cheering every time someone came on me. Like it was just a whole nother level. I know you're looking at me like I'm nuts. (laughs) No, this is great. This is fantastic. But just like the level of energy and interaction and, you know, I'm not really paying attention to what's going on around me, but I can hear everything and you can just feel that energy. And that's the stuff that I, I crave and I live off of as an exhibitionist, you know, you want that feedback, you want people to be excited. And this was also the first time that, you know, an entire group of people were coming just to see me. Usually when I go out, you know, I'm a nobody, I'm under the radar. I do what I want and I leave. But now like, I was the star of the show. Like people knew I was going to be there. And that was also a unique feeling because usually I'm super private and quiet and shy. And now I put all of this expectation that I was going to give everybody this like wonderful show. And at least it worked out. It definitely like exceeded expectations. We can't wait to go back. Um, But yeah, it was, it was pretty wild. (laughs) <laughs> well, let's get into you know, the it's wild, a birthday, wild it's a birthday part. that I won't forget. So, 
Well, let's so let's get into the weeds of this, the the wildness of it. And, but let, let's back up because it, this is a good, we should play by play this. So on some level is how do you decide who gets to the guy who gets to come, who gets to come on you, the gangbang? Let's get the parameters for this. So anybody that wanted to sign the release form was allowed to come on me. They're not touching me. They're not really interacting with me. There's um, my husband bought like a gym mat that we put down so I'd be comfortable because the floor is concrete. So, you know, we take notes when we go someplace. And the first time, like someone online had said, bring a blanket. We brought a blanket, but it's still a hard surface. So my husband goes, we're going to buy a gym mat. We're going to make you like really comfortable. And so we had that. And then security set up, um, you know, like uh, when you're in line at somewhere, they have like not like kind of ropes on the sure. side. So whoever signed the waiver was allowed near us. If you didn't sign it, you had to stay like out of the area. And they got a red bracelet as long as they signed. And then I personally picked any guy that I wanted to play with and they got a gold bracelet. So people can come in and out of my area as long as they have the bracelet. There's no like rhyme or reason. It's totally up to the guys who's ready. And, and this way it's, I still have some control over what's happening to me because it is my body, you know, and because it was my birthday, I thought that I should be picking who I was like having sex with, you know, and all the guys I have to say are super respectful. They appreciate that there is a girl there that wants to like put on a show and involve so many people because, you know, as a single guy, a lot of people don't appreciate them or people are mean to them. They get a bad rap. So we're very pro single guy. So even if you're not my type and I don't want to fuck you, like they were still allowed to be involved. So they seem to be, you know, excited about that part. And um, yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird how it seems so like basic to me, but to other people, they're like, holy shit, like, how do you do this? But I've been doing this for so long that it's normal to me now. You know, 15 years ago, if you said this is where you're going to be in life, I'd be like there's absolutely no way this is where I'm gonna be but that's the beauty of life <laughs> you you know you start pushing limits you start breaking like the rules that you had in place you get more comfortable you want something bigger and better and as long as I feel like as long as you're doing it in a way that's safe and mentally and physically safe for you personally then it's fine but my journey is not going to be the same as other people's journey. And I don't tell them that it should be anything I share is just what I did. Yeah. I'm never telling people what they should do because that is such a personal, you know, decision that you have to make for yourself. Right. Right. I'm, I'm sure everybody was very excited. <laughs> they were there <laughs> they were in the velvet rope. Here we go. <laughs> I mean, no, the, the, the gangbang portion of it, how did you determine that? Was there a size component you were, you had standards for tell me tell me about that uh basic like physical attraction then um, it's you know when you're having sex with people that you've never met and like they just show up it's very hard to you know pick and choose sometimes because they could be anybody you don't know who the fuck they are you know so a is just am i even remotely attracted to them do they look like they are presentable like they are clean you know do they smell good and then my husband has no shame. He tells guys that like 
I need to see what they're working with. <laughs> so <laughs> they literally line up, they show you their cock and I get to say yes or no. You want somebody that's like well-groomed down there, you know? Um, so yeah. And it's, it's interesting how it's not a weird, you know, question to ask somebody like, Oh, can I see you? You know, I literally made an announcement said all, all the things I was looking for. I said, if you think you fit what I want, please let me know. If you know, you don't, then don't ask me because then I'm going to have to say no. And it's going to be awkward for everyone, you know, and a few <laughs> people did it anyway, but for the most part, all the guys that approached me were what I was looking for. So that's the thing, you know, you have to be okay with what you're doing. If you set rules and boundaries, that's totally fine in the lifestyle. Sometimes people think that just because you're in the lifestyle, you're going to fuck everyone and everything. And especially somebody like me that loves to fuck a ton of guys they never expect that I'm going to say no to somebody and that mm. shot. And I, it's still my body. You know, I have every right to be with who I want. And that's a very big lesson in the lifestyle is that if someone says no to you, don't be offended. Don't take it personal. It's not this horrible thing. You know, not everybody is compatible, just like in the vanilla world, it's the same exact thing. And if someone says no to you, just, you know, say, okay, I respect that. Don't become an asshole about it. And, you know, don't harass people and beg people and, you know, just be okay with it and say, okay, thank you very much. I appreciate it. And then go work on somebody else because there is always somebody else that you can find, but people get this like desperation. Yeah. And it's really interesting to me how my husband used to be a single guy in the lifestyle. So he is so overly nice to these guys because he understands what it's like to be them and how hard it can be so he's an absolute sweetheart with them and you know he'll say very nice polite like no thank you and then guys sometimes will say well why not he'll explain and then they'll come back well will you change your mind <laughs> or next week they'll say you know how about now and we're like oh my god you're not helping yourself you know nobody wants just like to be with this desperate person that now it has nothing to do with me anymore. You're just looking to get laid. And that's not, you know, what I'm here for. And most other people, I would think, are not attracted to that either. It's much better to just take it and say, okay, thank you. I appreciate your honesty and let it go. But when they just like message you every single day, yeah, like, did you change your mind yet? Or how about now? Or we have our profile has a list of, you know, you know rules that rules or criteria that we're looking for. And people will message us and say, we have 10 things we need. They'll say, okay, I only have eight of them. How about me? And my husband will be like, no, you need all 10. Mm. And they try to really like negotiate and convince you to break your own rules for this person that you've never met before. And I always find that really interesting. Like what, what is so special about you that something me and my husband have spent so much time developing and agreeing on in two seconds, we're just going to switch it because you asked me like, so that kind of bothers me a lot that people don't take it seriously and they don't respect what the other person is literally putting in writing for you, you know, what we're looking for. And, you know, we're a stag vixen couple. We play together. Um, it's very clear in our profile by that. And then you get guys that reach out to me as if I'm a single girl and that offends me. You know, I get more offended than my husband does, actually, because he expects them to do that. And I'm like, if you read the first sentence of our profile, you would know that's going to be an automatic 
deleting of your message for me. So respect, it goes a long way with me and understanding. And I always tell people, if you don't understand something, just ask us. Don't assume every couple is the same. Don't expect every person to be looking for the same thing. And just common sense and, you know, common sense is really a big one that a lot of people lose at the door when they get into the lifestyle. They forget how to act like a normal person and to be respectful. And it's also, I feel like it's not just respecting me, but respecting yourself. You know what I mean? Like, don't make yourself look so pathetic and desperate that you'll do anything to be with someone. Like, you should respect yourself as well. And I find that attractive in a guy if he can, you know, handle himself a certain way. But when they act like everything is just, you're just a piece of meat and, you know, the vulgar introduction messages that we get just blows your fucking mind. Yeah, I'm sure. And I'm like, in what world do you think that is like how you're going to get somebody out here? <laughs> and then they complain that it's so hard to be a single guy. But it's like, you know, it's not that hard to be a single guy because I know a lot of great ones. And it really is just goes down to like attitude and respect usually, you know? Yeah, it was, what's interesting, this is a message not just for this lifestyle, but almost any lifestyle that someone's in for that. And you know, when some people say, I can't find somebody good, we're like, maybe you have it to look inward. Like, what are you bringing to the situation that is keeping you from having more success and whatever that is there? It sounds like the yeah, same thing applies here. Yeah, and that's the thing. People think that behavior in the lifestyle is different than if it's not. You still have to behave appropriately and have basic etiquette and class and you know respect for other people and yourself just because we're in a sexual environment that does not change and I think it's actually more important because we're in a sexual environment but you get a lot of these people that come in because they think it's just going to be easy to like pick up girls and get yeah. laid without yeah. doing any work and it's so like blaringly obvious when you get those guys right. and it's just a huge red flag and a turnoff you know and then there are guys that are actually committed to being in the lifestyle and they understand it and they respect it and they want to be like a beneficial addition to either it's a single girl, a couple, whatever your dynamic is, but they understand that they are, are you know, something special that's being added and there is an appreciation for you welcoming them into your relationship. And those are the people that stand out and those are the people that are successful in the lifestyle because of their understanding of it. Yeah, uh, most definitely. So how do you determine how many people are, let's say in the gangbang portion of this, what's, how do you determine the number of? For that night specifically, it was just however many I liked. There was no, okay. you know, cause we didn't know who was showing up. So it's hard to say. Normally when we play privately, we keep it, maybe like five guys just because okay. it's more intimate and fun that way. But when it's at a club or a public thing, it really it's as many as I want. Like there's no cutoff or anything. Right. So what's the, what's the most that, that you've, you've done and explain, I think it's really important, especially for the audience, explain the pleasure behind it. What do you get off on? with doing things that are different than probably a lot like you said vanilla lifestyle people you know i don't know when i first got into the lifestyle it was just a huge game changer for me to begin with because i was not a highly sexual 
like open sexual person before the lifestyle. I really found myself within it. And that's like the books I write are all about that process and that journey and like the mental and the emotional toll it took on me. And, you know, you feel the shame, you feel the guilt. I was trying to find a boyfriend, but I was also trying to be this like really bold, you know, slutty girl that wanted to do whatever she wanted. And those two things never worked out for me for years. It was just one against the other. And then you're, you know, hiding what you're doing at night from your friends and your family. So now like you have that awkwardness going on. And once I got into the lifestyle, I didn't date vanilla anymore. I knew that that wasn't for me. So I would have all my girlfriends, you know, on my case, like, why aren't you dating? You need to meet a guy. Meanwhile, I'm fucking like everybody on the planet, but I can't tell them that. And they think I'm, you know, like lonely and depressed, but I'm having the time of my life. <laughs> so you have all these different, you know, things going on. And it it really put a lot of pressure on me. And it just, it was a big struggle for me to be okay with myself and to finally learn that it's okay to be this way. And I'm not the only one that's what, that is this way. And, you know, instead of trying to find a guy that I could convince to accept me, I had to find a guy that wanted me like this. And that's a very big difference, right? You can't, I don't, I'm a firm believer that you can't make somebody convert to the lifestyle. They have to want it. It's different if you suggest it and they're really open to it, like they didn't know about it. But if someone's not into it, I think it's a dead cause. You should not try to pursue that with them. Everybody is entitled to, you know, the life that they want and you shouldn't force something like this on someone. It can get really messy and complicated. So I was lucky enough, just when I was about to give up, I ended up meeting a guy in the lifestyle and we met in a threesome, which was a great way to start things off for us. <laughs> it really set the tone for the rest of our relationship. And it really proved to me that some guys do want girls like this. And that's great because I really, for a while there, I wasn't sure. I thought I was going to have to give up one to get the other. And if I did that, I wouldn't really be me, right? I'd be hiding a huge, huge part of myself. And either I would have to pretend to be someone I'm not to have a healthy relationship or it was going to come out and the relationship was going to fail. So neither of those are really, you know, great situations to put yourself in so I found him just at the right time and it's been a huge blessing he's encouraged me to do like anything and everything that I could possibly imagine he was the one that really supported me having like the OnlyFans and deciding you know how far into the adult industry I want to go and if five years ago I didn't think guys like that existed you know I thought I have to either be single or, you know, be this like pure girl again. So he really was a huge game changer in how I saw my future going. And it also, before I met him, I was pretty secure and confident in myself, but he has brought me to a whole like crazy higher level because he's so supportive. And I know that if I do these things, he's not gonna leave me one day. He's never gonna turn and be like, oh my God, you're a whore, you know? or these negative things, he really embraces this. And he tells me, whatever you want, you know, just tell me and you can do it. If you don't want to do it, then don't do it. And it's really just been crazy to have this kind of new option. And he was the one that said, Hey, why don't you put your face on Instagram? And I said, Oh, my God, I can't do that. <laughs> like, that's <laughs> so scary. 
He goes, your face is on OnlyFans. I said, yeah, but that's different. I don't know why. Like, people have to go to my OnlyFans to see me. Everybody can see me on Instagram. Right. And he was like, well, like, are you ashamed of anything anymore? I said, no. He said, then, like, why not do it? Just fucking rip the Band-Aid off. Do everything you want to do. And I was always worried that he was going to be embarrassed by something that I did. And he's like, absolutely not. He was like, I am with you a thousand percent. Don't let anything stop you. And that's such a powerful thing to have, like that feeling of knowing that someone is really by your side. And even if I make a bad decision, he's going to be there. Like when I'm crying on his shoulder, he's not going to walk away from me. So it really did open a lot of doors and this whole new chapter that I never saw myself venturing into. And it's been, it's been pretty crazy. It's been a powerful like time for me because I'm learning so much about myself and it's really scary to put yourself out there in such a big way. Like when I wrote the books, people don't know who you are when you wrote a book. There's, you know, there's no picture of me, you know, there's not anything. And then on Instagram, when it was like my body, but not my face, people still don't know. But now that I am like actually out there and there's no more hiding, it feels on one hand, it's so liberating and exciting but then I have days where I'm like, oh shit, why did I do this? You know, and I can't undo it. So since I can't undo it, I have to tell myself, just go with it. Like, you know, don't regret it anymore. And people have been really um, supportive. And I get a lot of, you know, messages from people saying, hey, like, congratulations, great job. Or they said, finally, we get to see who you are. So, but I still have days where I doubt myself and, you know, you question, did you do the right thing? And where is this going to take me? And at some point, someone that we know is going to find out what I'm doing. Like, that's just a matter of time. So we're always waiting for that to happen. (laughs) And, you know, I prep myself. And I hope that when someone does call me out on it, I am confident enough to just smile and be like, yep, that's me. And not start apologizing and giving excuses, because then I'll know that I am finally at the place that I want to be in life where because it's easy to say you're not ashamed but then when someone's pointing the finger at you how do you react do you get embarrassed again or do you not because people you know shame is a really interesting thing that I've learned I used to always think I was ashamed of what I was doing but I wasn't I was feeling the shame that other people were directing at exactly right society telling you to be ashamed So I think by now I've accepted that I'm not ashamed. And I think it would be really hard for someone to shame me. The only thing I could think of is if like, you know, my dad stumbled upon like my porn that, but that's a whole different thing. That's like, you know, that's your dad. (laughs) Um, But anybody else, I think I can walk away from the altercation with my head held high. (laughs) It's interesting. I I think he's, I think even my mom, I could be like, you know what, mom, this is it. Like, it's fine. I'm 40, you know, but <laughs> when you have a dad, it's just different, Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, but I know it's going to happen someday. Someone's going to come up to me or someone's going to go up to my husband. And that's just part of part of this. You know, it's bound to happen. But we've been lucky so far. I, I actually think it's really good. And like in so many podcasts that I've done and talking to people in this space, they have the same concerns you have had and, you know, hiding their um, appearance, uh, 
and coming out in a, in a different way, showing themselves. I think it's really important because America in general needs to wake the fuck up about all this stuff, man. It's like it doesn't other people's pleasure should not be a trigger for you for that. And yeah. it says more about their issues it has nothing to do with you for that. It's usually their <laughs> issue. Yeah, and I think it's really interesting, too, because we're not in a situation like this, right? We're not talking just where people, you know, have stupid comments and stuff. You know, you read stories where people lose lose their jobs and their professions, right. and it really affects, like, their actual life mm -hmm. because they posted a picture somewhere or they got caught doing this. And, you know, that's really hard to accept because what I'm doing does not inf interfere with my job. You know, it has oh. nothing to do with it, but it could get me fired from my job. Yeah. And that's that's a serious discussion I had with my husband before we started this. I said, OK, what are we willing to risk here? And these are the things that could potentially happen from this. And are we OK with this? So we didn't do this just like just wake up one day and say, OK, I'm going to do this. Like we yeah. had a couple of months to really weigh the options. And he just said, well, how important is this to you? Would you rather regret doing it or in 10 years, would you regret not doing it? So I think we went about it in a very intelligent and educated way. You know, we don't, I understand what can happen from this and that's okay. Because again, I don't believe that those are justifiable consequences. I don't think one has anything to do with the other. And it's really been interesting how I've come to be, we were talking a little earlier, like I didn't plan to be sharing my stories on all these podcasts and stuff, but people seem to really respond to it I think because we are everyday people just saying like, like fuck it we're just gonna live life the way we want and you know I don't know how else to be anymore this is just like who I am and it feels normal to me it feels like I'm in the right place but what's really interesting is you know I have no trouble you know putting myself in like these porn videos online but when we go to the beach together and I go to wear my thong, I'm always like uncomfortable. And my husband's like, what the fuck? Like, what is wrong? He's with like, go, Casey, babe. what's happening here? <laughs> He's like, I go, babe, I feel the stares from people. Like it's still in public situations where you feel, I feel like an outsider again. Like I'm not naked, but I'm in a G string and other people are not. And you can feel the stares. Either the guys are looking at you because they think you're hot or the girl's looking at you because she's pissed that the guy's looking at you, or there's people, little kids that don't approve. And you feel all of that, you know? And that's why we started going to like nude resorts because there it is okay. And it's not, you know, you don't feel like an outsider. You feel welcome. There's no judgment, but it's really interesting how like one person can have these different feelings about nudity, right? It's my body and I love being naked. But in certain situations, I just feel so uncomfortable because it's how other people are making me feel about it, not how I feel about myself. And that's, you know, a really confusing thing also to deal with. And that's why it's nice to have places you can go where you feel accepted and you just kind of find your groove and stuff. Or even, you know, being in a thong around like family and friends. I always struggle with that one. I'm like, is this inappropriate? Am I being like creepy? You know, and it's, I just never know the right answer, but there's something that other people still 
you know, give me that vibe where like, wow, you shouldn't be wearing that right now. Like, how dare you show up like that? And I just, I hate that. I wish other people would just mind their business and not worry so much what other people are doing. You know, I I just don't understand why we still have all of this shame around bodies and, you know, being naked. I still, when I'm in the gym, sometimes I feel like I need to hide myself with a towel when I'm changing. And like, that blows my mind. Like, that's not who I am. But again, society is like reeling me back in to being embarrassed about myself. So I think by doing all this other stuff is how I kind of keep like balance to my life. And, you know, I find these spaces where it is okay to be myself and people appreciate it and they welcome me. And then the other times I'm just like, okay, I'll suck it up and, you know, be appropriate for the time being. But I know I can always, you know, get loose and free when I need to. (laughs) That's why these podcasts are important, Casey. You may not have intended it, but they're another way for it's a different way for people to hear from you. Like they may not maybe and some of those people may not be trying to shame you they may be looking because they're curious and they don't know how Mm. to come talk to you about it and without Mm. them feeling like other people are gonna be like why is she going up to her or something like that you know it's a good way for them to kind of be voyeuristic about your thoughts and feelings and then make it feel like permission for themselves to indulge in these things Um, and a lot of people too like friends and stuff Well, so it's funny. So me and my husband at first were very, we don't tell a ton of people we're in the lifestyle. And then even when we really got into nude camping, we would lie and tell people we went somewhere else. Yeah. And then one day I just said to him, I said, okay, how long are we going to lie about this to everybody? And he was like, yeah, I don't know. He was like, I don't know why we even give a shit. So like, we've told our parents that we're, we go to nude places now. Like, and my mom was like, okay. She was like, do whatever. Like, that's great. She goes, she actually said, I am so glad you two are so comfortable with yourselves. That is like really, and I was like, wow, that is such a cool thing for your parent to say to you, you know, and she doesn't need details about stuff. My husband told her we have a sex room in the house and she was like, she's like, that's awesome. I'm so happy for you guys, you know, and that's not how I expected her to react because growing up, we didn't talk about sex, but now I'm 40 and she's over 70 and she has this attitude where like, if you're not hurting anybody, do whatever the hell you want and you know just just put yourself first and don't worry about things and don't you know miss out on stuff because you're afraid of what people think so I don't think she realizes that she had this like impact on me by just like these few little comments but people other people that we told that were nudists they're like oh my god that's crazy they almost thought that was weirder than being in the lifestyle Hmm. and we're like And even people in the lifestyle that we know won't go to a nude place. It's, you know, everybody feels so differently about their body and what they're comfortable doing. And I think, you know, obviously when you have sex, you're naked. That's part of this thing, right? So when you're swinging and you're swapping and doing all these things, like you're expected to be naked. That's part of it. But when you put yourself in a situation and you're naked when you shouldn't be naked, that's when you really test like how you feel about yourself. Yeah. And when we first went nude camping, we walked out of our RV door the first day and we were like looking around, like waiting to get in trouble for being naked in public. And you don't. 
And people at nude places are so insanely friendly. And I think it's because you are naked. You've already got rid of some kind of like judgment about other people. Like you're, you're making yourself vulnerable. So you're much more approachable. And it's really interesting because I'm kind of on the shy side. I'm not super outgoing, but when you put me at a nude place, I'm super chatty and friendly. It just feels like it's so much easier to talk to people and people are much more open-minded. And, you know, then we started like playing tennis and riding our bikes naked. And now your body is not in like, you know, sexy positions all the time, you know? And you start to think, oh my God, like, are people staring at me? Is this okay? And you realize no one gives a shit. No one's paying attention, right? And it's hard for other people to understand that, that it's not a sexual environment. People are just being themselves. And, you know, we're playing cards with people naked and just hanging out naked. And it's just so refreshing. And it really, I don't know, for me, that was a very powerful thing too, because I like my body, but I always liked it when I thought it looked good, not when I was like hunched over and, you know, you're playing tennis, your boobs are like everywhere (laughs) and you don't feel self-conscious though. That's a very powerful concept right there, you know? And then even with the OnlyFans, seeing myself on camera in weird positions, being twisted and, you know, bent over this and whatever, I was afraid like, how would I see myself? Would I be comfortable showing this? And, you know, your hair's a mess or whatever. Like you don't look, you know, beautiful, but that's real life. And that's what people look like when they're having sex. And to be able to put that out there and not care, that's a great feeling too. Like I don't, I never wear makeup. I always look like this. You know, I don't edit stuff because our whole thing is that you're seeing real life. We film us. We film our actual dates that we go on. Like nothing is staged or um, like planned. And that's part of it, you know, is showing that it's okay to be messy. It's okay to not be perfect. It's okay if, you know, you have some wrinkles somewhere or you have some gray hair. Because I hate this thing where people, women over 40 are seen as like old and you know everything is like downhill for me I've never felt sexier than I do at 41 and I wish women would embrace that and not be scared of getting old because you know there's this stigma where you know guys get like sexier as they get older with like their gray hair you know and then women have to do like plastic surgery Botox this and that and I'm a firm believer that that is not true and like I am all natural. I am however I am. And I don't want to ever feel pressured to have to change something because of my age or act a certain way because of my age. You know, I am full of energy and I I just don't like when people act like 40 is just the end of life and it's all downhill (laughs) after that. Like, that's just such bullshit. And I want women to just feel good about themselves and know that they are still hot and sexy at any age. Because it really comes from within you. It's how you feel, not necessarily what size you are, what shape you are. Like, I'm a size six. And when I go to the doctor for my physical, they tell me I'm obese all the time because I weigh Jeez, too much. Man. And it's like, it's like, are you kidding me? And the first time that happened, I went home and I was so upset. And this has been going on for years now. I just laugh at it. 
because I'm like, okay, this system is horrible. But you're you're creating a place where, you know, if you're a young girl and your doctor tells you you're obese, you might get an eating disorder. You might have low self-esteem now. Like that's a hard thing to take in, you know, from a professional opinion. And I think it's just a horrible culture that we have where we're giving people negative self-images because they're not a specific size. They're not a specific shape. You know, they their body just looks different than someone else. And I want people to really just know it's okay to be however you are. Someone will love you the way you are. Maybe not everybody, but there is someone for you. And you need to embrace yourself because, you know, it's you. If you don't love yourself, then it's going to be really hard for somebody else to love you or for you to love someone else. You know, you have to come from a good place. So I think, you know, talking about that is really important sometimes, too, because I'm not, you know, I don't think I look like a supermodel. I'm 5'4". Like, I'm not, you know, 5'10". I never wear heels. I don't wear makeup. So it's easy for me to look you know, at TV or magazines and be like, wow, I'm never going to be like that. But at the end of the day, I don't want to be like that. I want to be like me. So, you know, just learning to be okay with yourself and be happy really does go a long way. Uh, Most definitely. You know, I find it so interesting that you have these thoughts and feelings. And I think some people may equate kind of these, this internal dialogue, and then they hear about the, um, the adventurous things you do sexually and they go, wow, this is like, I didn't see that coming. And so you mentioned about um, if you looked at yourself many years, let's say 15 years ago, you didn't see yourself being here. When you got into this lifestyle, what was a stretch for you? You were like, man, I haven't done this, but I want to try that. Everything's like, like, let's say like your first gangbang. What was that like for you? Where you're like, wow, I can't believe I'm doing this. Like, Um, so by then I was having threesomes with like two guys. So I was familiar with more than one guy. And then one of the, the friends that I had been playing with for a while just said, you know, I think you're ready for like a gangbang. And I was like, "Uh, okay, I was curious about it, but I didn't really know, like what I was getting into. I didn't really ask a lot of questions. (laughs) I just trusted him. And he, I didn't know who anybody was. I never spoke to them. I never saw them. He just said, I'm going to pick you up at this time on this day. I'm going to take you there. You're going to do your thing and we're going to leave. And I remember walking in that day, we were at like somebody's house and I think it was, I think it was four guys and I walk in and you can feel them automatically like sizing me up and judging me and, you know, guys get very arrogant and cocky sometimes and they think they're gonna you know like put this girl in her place and stuff and I'm super competitive so (laughs) I'm and I'm very quiet so people sometimes don't really know what to make of me or they underestimate me and it just there was really no it's, it's weird to describe it because like I go there and then we literally just have a gangbang. There was no like interaction beforehand, no getting to know anybody. You know, I think I got their first names, but I don't even remember. And I just remember, you know, my friend said, okay, this is her safe word. If she uses it, you know, like stop. And one of the guys just kept going, oh, I'm going to make her say her safe word. It's going to happen. And in the back of my head, I'm like, who the fuck does this guy think he is? Like, he does not know me. He doesn't know what I'm capable of. 
and that was the first time that I really kind of had this feeling where it's almost like you're in like a sporting event and like who is going to win this game right now is it me or is it the guy and I did not tap out that night and the four of them ended up coming and they were just like wow like she handled all of that and that was the beginning of me becoming like this gangbang girl and the fun of it for me is like wearing these guys out and <laughs> just like letting them know that they are not like the best thing on earth and I mean I like them it's fun I'm not saying it in a negative way but part of the fun is like making them tap out and killing them and I'm still with a bunch of energy after I just had seven guys because they can't believe it. You know, they look at me and they're like, Oh, you know, we'll break her in a few minutes. And I'm like, how dare you? So it becomes this game. And now my husband, I feel like he's like my coach and my manager, you know, <laughs> and we go into it as a team and he'll say, you know, like the conversations you have in the lifestyle seem so bizarre and inappropriate to people not in it. But if you're in it, like, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> we have all these side chats and stuff and like he really gets off on seeing how many guys I can get, you know, I can tire out at a time. Like he lives on that. He thinks it's so exciting and he thinks it's so sexy and it's a little bit of a power trip sometimes, you know, in a not egotistical way, <laughs> but when, you know, it's you against all these big, strong, tough guys running their mouths and then, I'm just like, that's it. You guys are done. And they'll say, like, oh my God, we need more guys here. We need help. You know, I just think it's so fun and it's all done in good spirit. You know, it's not a malicious mean thing. It's just how it goes. And some of the guys actually at the end of the night, they're just like, holy shit, like so much respect to you. Like, this is crazy. So there is a mutual respect going on. It's not, you know, um, I guess it's not a nasty thing. It's not meant to be disrespectful. But it is just like this fun little game that I play, whether or not they know they're playing it with me. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, that's exciting to me. <laughs> the competitive Plus, I mean, part. all the crazy hot sex that we're having, like, you know. Right. I mean, have you ever been intimidated by like a guy who you know, comes in and is like, maybe they're way larger than you thought they would be. And you're like, whoa, this is going to be there's a this is a competitive thing here. Like, wow. You know, well, before. um to say sometimes like going to like the first time the first time we went to the theater not when we filmed it just the first time I didn't know what to expect so I was a little like apprehensive and it was the first time my husband did anything like that either so we were both kind of like you know like unsure what to expect but it was funny because once we got in the doors guy like it looks like the theater's empty but as soon as a girl comes in, it's like they have this like sensor and they just come out of like the shadows and they just like can smell that there's a female in the building. <laughs> so they just quietly like start surrounding you. And I'm looking at him and he was like, oh, my God, this is fucking nuts right now. He was like, can we just sit down and like take a minute? And I remember looking at him and I said, you know what? I respect that. But for me, I think I just need to like jump in and do this. I am much better in the moment without thinking like the more I sit and wait and think I start to doubt things so when I go out to play I like to just walk in somewhere and just like take control of the room so he looked at me and he said if you're okay doing that 
then go for it. So I pick somebody and then that was how the night started. And I always like to have the upper hand. I am, you know, even if it looks like I'm not in charge of what's going on, I'm always in charge, <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, I am very good at appearing to not have control over what's happening, even though I do. And, you know, that surprises people sometimes too, because all of a sudden I'll speak up and be like, nope, like you're not doing that. And they're like, they look at me like, oh, you have a voice. You have, you know, your husband's not in charge of everything. And I'm like, no, I'm like, I, you know, I make the decisions, even though it looks like I'm not. And so sometimes like that, if it's just a new experience, but once, and my husband will say this too, once I get naked, I just become a different person and any doubt, any insecurity, any like hesitation just automatically disappears. And I just become this like crazy animal <laughs> like you know <laughs> and then I put my clothes back on and then I'm super quiet again and it's like it never happened and I just walk away from it and I go back to my normal life and we'll always go out to dinner after like a diner or whatever and I'm in my sweatpants again and you know we're eating and I look at him and I'm like that was crazy what just happened but don't you feel like it didn't even happen mm. he's like yeah like the minute we leave that scene it's just back to like regular life and it's weird it just like I become that person and then she goes away until the next time that she gets to come out you know but I my even when we go on dates and like we're at a bar with a guy I'm super quiet you know they you know they might think I'm not even interested sometimes yeah. and then you get me upstairs and I attack them and they're like oh my god where <laughs> did this person come from so for some reason when I get naked I just have this like crazy confidence <laughs> like <laughs> this attitude change but I think that's because that's who I really am yeah but when I feel like it's not okay to be that person I just kind of like shut down because I don't know who I'm supposed to be then or how I'm supposed to fit in if I can't be the way that I want to be yeah. so yeah. I'm kind of an unusual <laughs> like complicated person sometimes I mean I I'm hearing think... this I'm definitely yeah, hearing I don't, this <laughs> I don't think I'm the typical person that you would think of as doing what I do. And again, that's all the stuff I write about is how complicated it is in my own head because like, I understand how confusing that is for people to hear. Like I live this in my daily life, you know, yeah. one minute I'm like, you know, doing something super crazy. And the next minute I'm just like uncomfortable. I'm like, I don't want to look anybody in the eye. I want to be <laughs> left alone. You know, my husband is the friendliest person in the world. And when we're just out in public, like the supermarket, he talks to everybody. He's that guy. And it drives yeah. me so fucking crazy. <laughs> and I always just like walk away from the conversation. And then he has to, he's like, what is wrong with you? I go, look, I can't handle talking to all these people. It's like too much emotionally on me. And he's like, oh, but you could fuck 20 guys. I go, but that's different. I don't have to talk to them. Like, you know, so I know. This is um, confusing, Casey. You know, you're like the opposite superhero. The superhero story is the person wears regular clothes and they put on an outfit to become this person. You take your clothes off to become that person. Yeah, he calls me Clark Kent all the time. Right? Yeah. <laughs> You're like the reverse like, version of it. Just imagine living like this and how like fucked up in my head it is all the time. That's why it's been such a crazy journey for me, like figuring out how I am and who I am and learning to balance all of this because it, it doesn't always makes sense to me and it does stress me out sometimes but in those moments it's so worth it when I get to 
just like let loose and be free and do whatever the fuck I want. Because in those moments, I'm not questioning myself and worried about what I'm doing. Like that's when I'm like my happiest. I'm at peace like that. It's almost like just kind of your general everyday life is uncomfortable for you on some level and like operating in that world where it's like if you're naked and you're doing all these, you know, different things in this lifestyle, like that's, that's your comfort zone, actually. Definitely. I definitely have some kind of like social anxiety. And, you know, if we had to go to like a wedding or something, oh my God, like the stress and the uncomfortableness, like I try to avoid stuff like that all the time. And yeah, so I'm this completely different, like, force of nature on my other side, you know, but I don't feel like I'm being fake and it's not, you know, made up. It's just, I know that I can't be like that 24 seven. It's not socially acceptable. So I have to, you know, (laughs) that's the problem though. That's the problem is you're in a society that doesn't accept that on a regular basis. Yeah. So I don't want people to hear this and think, oh, she's just, you know, faking it when they go out or, you know, she's forcing herself. You know, it's not that it's just I can be myself. And I also I don't drink when I play. You know, a lot of people have to loosen up and have drinks or maybe smoke. I don't believe in any of that. If I can't do it sober, then I'm not doing it because that means I'm not ready to be doing that. Mm. So I know for a fact that, you know, everything I do is what I want to be doing because I'm always in control of, you know, my thoughts in my body. So that's really important to me. I never want to do stuff and then regret it or feel like, oh, I shouldn't have done that the next day. You know, I always want to make sure that I am comfortable. And consent is a big thing, too, because I talk about this a lot with other people in the lifestyle. You know, people are coming into dates with the expectation of having sex, whether it's tonight or next week, like you're on these sites because you want to have sex, right? So generally speaking, guys do pay for stuff. And, you know, so now you have two people where you're the girl, you're flirting with this guy online, it's clear you like him. And then you go out for drinks, he buys you drinks. And then he pays for a hotel room. Then you get into the hotel room. And now what? Like, do you have to have sex with him because he paid for all these things and you you created this environment where he expects you to have sex with him? And I always tell people, no, it might sound fucked up, but it's not that you're leading him on. But if in that moment something feels off, then you stop. You never let a guy tell you, oh, but, you know, you made me think we were going to do this or we're already half naked. We have to finish this. I've walked out on a ton of people like mid sex because I was just no longer comfortable. And that is super awkward, especially for somebody like me. It's horrifying. But at the end of the night, I'd rather be weird and uncomfortable, like leaving somebody versus being ashamed and violated the next day because I didn't speak up for myself. And that lesson I learned pretty early on in the lifestyle, but not the first time. Looking back, there's definitely a few people I'm like, shit, I shouldn't have gone through with that. But I didn't know better. I didn't have enough experience or just knowledge that I always thought, okay, once you're naked, like you agreed to have sex. And that's not true. You can take away consent at any time. And even to go beyond that, even consent with your own partner. 
like just because you're dating someone or you're married to someone you can still say no some like if you want you know or if you know you don't like the way that they're touching you that day that's like consent is just an ongoing thing it never stops and I think that's really hard for people to understand and I I usually talk in the female perspective just because that's my you know, my area, Sure. <laughs> but consent goes both ways. Like, you know, guys have to give it to and whatever, you know, situation you find yourself in. But I think that's a really important lesson for people to know that you can always stop what's happening. You don't have to continue something just because you started it. And again, it's going to be so awkward to say that to someone when they're like about to come and you're like, wait, 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 I want to leave. Yeah. But if they're making you feel uncomfortable, or you're just not enjoying what's happening, you know, trust your gut. You know, red flags might not always be the most obvious things, but if you're sensing something, even if you don't understand why you're sensing it, like, listen to it. Don't, you know, you don't need to understand it right now. You can leave and then think about it for a few days. Like, why did that bother me? Whether it's something they said, something they did, like, listen to this. Being in the lifestyle is not it's sex based but there's so much more going on and if sex the sexually free environment that you're putting yourself in and all these experiences are going to make you go home and feel like shit about yourself then something is wrong because that is not the point it's supposed to make you go home and feel like super excited you know if you have a partner it's supposed to bring you closer not tear you apart you don't want to go home feeling empty about something. So if you're having negative emotions after you're on a play date, like you have to really evaluate that and ask why and try to fix that. So you don't go down this path where it just leads to uh, like all these negative feelings because it should be something positive because it's a choice you're making to be involved in this. If that makes sense. Yeah, most definitely. There's lots of layers to you, Casey. Lots um, yeah. of, I love it. It's awesome. You know, it's like, it's probably um, very surprising and, and really rewarding to hear this. That's why these podcasts are important I'm telling you, because if you just look at someone's website or whatever they put out social media, you don't know that person. You literally don't know anything about them, but they're making you believe this is who they are and there's more to it, you know? Yeah. And that's, that's a big thing for me between the writing, my website, everything I talk about, like you have to talk about the shitty stuff. Like I'm not here to say life is glamorous and swinging is like, you know, perfect. It is not, it it can be really good and fun, but just like anything else in life, there's positives and negatives. If you're in a relationship, you have to work at it to make it like, um, keep it, keep it healthy when in the lifestyle. I just hate when people come on and they, or like wherever and you talk to them and they just make it sound like everything is so effortless and so easy all the time, you know, and life is great. And I'm like, that's so like impossible to me. Yeah. Everything is always a shit show, but it's how you deal with it and how you grow from it. And talking about the parts that other people don't necessarily want to talk about. I think that's the interesting stuff because when I got into the lifestyle, I wish I knew how complicated it was. I just thought like, Oh my God, this is going to be so fun and exciting. And then I got hit with this like wave of, you know, crap in my lap that I was not prepared for. Yeah. And 
you know, same thing, like couples go into this, okay, we're going to have fun, we're going to have a threesome, we're going to swap, and they don't understand, like, the emotional toll it's going to take right. on your relationship if you're not prepared. You know, everybody just sees the fun stuff, and it is fun, but there is this other side, and you really need to just be educated and be knowledgeable and really be able to self-reflect a lot and look at yourself, like, why am I doing this? Why did that happen? What do I really want from this? And then if you have a partner, it's twice as complicated. Now you have to like worry about their feelings in addition to yours, you know, and it really, my husband and I talk about everything all the time. Like we've been together for almost four years, but we still have the same conversation after a date that we did three years ago. Like it doesn't go away and you can't get complacent and you can't say just because we were into this a month ago, we're going to be into it five months from now. Like everything is always changing and your relationship is changing. And if you don't put each other first, then you're doing a really big disservice to yourselves and you're risking, you know, killing that relationship just for having some fun. So you really have to make sure you guys are on the same page. And, you, you know, people always talk about, you know, how do you not get jealous and this and that. And if we have a date where something doesn't go well, we talk about it, but you never blame each other. Everything is a learning process, you know, and every once in a while, something does go wrong for us, even though we're super experienced and we try our best to make everything go smoothly. Like you just can't really plan these things because you can't plan other people, you know, you can't plan emotions and chemistry and all of these things. So it does take a lot of brutally honest conversations about stuff and just like really uncomfortable conversations but you have to do these things and by doing them that brings you even closer because now you're sharing like your deepest darkest secrets with somebody and hopefully they're not judging you and you're working together and you get to have like we're so close to each other now I never thought I could feel this close to somebody and it just blows my mind sometimes because when we met we were not like this. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it's just been, it's been a long journey. And it's been, again, because we decided that we wanted to be on this path together. There was never a doubt that we were going to be a lifestyle couple. We just didn't know what form it was going to take. And it took us a little bit of trying different things to kind of settle where we are. And that's fine because, what I wanted in the beginning and what he wanted, neither of those is how we are right now. We compromised and we met in the middle. And I think that's the reason we're so happy and successful because it is a joint effort and nobody is like leading what we're doing. It very much revolves around both of us being equally happy and having an equal say in what's going on. And I think that is really important because you meet a lot of couples sometimes where you can sense one person is kind of dragging the other person along or the other person is like afraid to say no to something or someone's, someone's taking one for the team. You know, you have all these negative yeah. things that can happen in a relationship. So, you know, when I go to bed every night, I know we are solid with or without the lifestyle and we yeah. take breaks when we want. We don't rely on this to have a good relationship or a good sex life. It's just, something extra that we get to do when we want. And I think that's the best way to be where it's an enhancer, but it's not a necessity. Right. I'm, I'm happy that you found someone that um, 
as really I feel like I fucking earned you. it, man. Like, <laughs> I went to hell. <laughs> and yeah. I feel like if I didn't meet him, I was just going to give up on guys, yeah. like, all together. He found me at the point where I was just going to walk away from everything. But when we met, I didn't. And, you know, it was funny because for years, I was like, I want a boyfriend. I want a boyfriend that wants me like this. And then I met somebody that wanted me like this, and I pushed him away. I was like, no, 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 we're, you know, we're yeah, not yeah. doing this because I, I just didn't believe him. I didn't want to fall for another guy that was full of shit and just like said all the right things and then changed his mind. But he worked really hard at convincing me and chasing me. And he proved that he was exactly who he said he was. And, you know, it ended up being the perfect match. But when we met, it was a, a, a friend hooked us up one night for a threesome we never spoke to each other before. We never planned on seeing each other again. It was supposed to be a one-time thing. And then you just never know, right? I wasn't expecting to fall in love with like this guy to threesome, but it happened. So <laughs> that's that's like a book, right? Falling in love with a guy at a threesome. <laughs> like, that's like, my third book, actually. It's all about me him and marrying him. <laughs> Isn't that great? So what's the yeah. as we kind of wrap it up here, what's the next adventure for you guys? What do you what what do you plan on doing? Well, we're trying to decide how far I want, if I want to stay like on OnlyFans or pursue something more professional yeah. or, you know, I'm not really sure. Um, it's been only six, like five or six months of we've been doing this and it's been quite a roller coaster on its own. And I'm just not sure, like, I don't want to do the wrong thing. So it takes a lot of back and forth deciding where I fit in and what I you know, what goals I have, but it's, it's not an easy decision sometimes, you know, right now I have control over everything because it's my site and I don't know how things would change if I, you know, try to do something more professional or I'm, I'm just, I don't know, but I don't always plan too far in advance. Yeah. I kind of let things naturally happen. I keep an open mind, but I never really have a clear like target for like, this is what I'm going to do next. I'm always kind of floating around several things yeah. and just letting the universe kind of, you know, bring stuff to me and checking things out, weighing the pros and cons, but I don't really have like this, you know, master plan <laughs> for the next yeah, stage. Yeah. So. Well, listen, happy birthday and uh, hell of a 41st birthday. <laughs> I'm not sure how you topped to for 42. <laughs> but, we'll let you know next year. yeah we may have to cover the 42nd birthday party <laughs> I got a feeling it's gonna be else, a doozy. Am, yeah if nothing else I always say to my husband your life will never be boring married to me because every day I come up with some like wacky thing or you know I definitely when we got married I said no matter what happens I want our life to be exciting whatever that means if it's yes. like traveling yes sex like whatever but the minute like we get bored, that's going to be a problem. You know, I think life is just meant to be fun and adventurous and spontaneous. And we, we're, we don't have kids. So we're lucky right. that we can kind of do whatever we want. That's a huge plus for us, I think. So it really does lend itself to being like pick up and go and yeah. like, whatever thing we can come up with, we can do. So I just look forward to having a lot more fun with him in whatever you know, capacity that is. Yeah. And you know what? It's interesting. You said that about, uh, 
being bored. I always say this with some of my buddies. I'm like, and we always agree, you could be a lot of things in life, cannot be boring. Like it's it's one of the biggest killers of like anything, friendship, love life, work. You you gotta have some level of charisma or excitement. And like you said, I like how you put it in whatever capacity that means. Uh, it doesn't mean you have to be sexually adventurous or you have to go and do this or thing, but there's got to be something that keeps it exciting. You know, because if Absolutely. it's just boring, that may be one of the worst things to be branded as a boring person. <laughs> yeah. So if you can settle down with someone where you can have fun doing absolutely nothing with them, that's, you know, yeah. that's a winner. For me, and that's awesome. It's you can winner. be doing absolutely nothing and still have a blast. And, you know, for me, that goes such a long way that shows so yeah. much about how we connect, you know, because you could be doing something super fun and have a shitty time because you don't like the person, True. you know, it's amazing how the activity is not what makes it fun. It really is the person True. that you're doing. But, Very true. Because I used to get confused by that. I, I would hook, I would like hang out with guys and we'd be doing all these fun, crazy activities. I'm like, oh, we're perfect for each other. But then you put us in a room together and I'm like, I have nothing to say to you. <laughs> Like we're just dazzled by the <laughs> entertainment factor, right. but there's no connection. So we have, you know, we can just be doing nothing and, and like laugh and hang out and not get tired of each other. So that's a huge win for me right there because I always get tired of things, but I haven't gotten tired of him yet. Yeah. I always say that about um, my wife. We've been together 18 years married and I, she's one of the only things in life that I still get really excited about regularly. Yeah, it's that wild, time. right? And right. It's like, man, most of the stuff I'm moving off of, I never feel that yeah. way with her. So I was like, man, yeah, this is great. great. You know, like, and I've told her that. I said, you know, a lot of stuff I'm like, oh, I'm done with that. You know, I'm like, I've never felt that way in all this yeah, time. Yeah, exactly. That's a great thing to me, you know? It is. And so I, I just uh, you appreciate everything you've said here. Your honesty is amazing. Layla was right. I never doubt Layla. I never doubt Layla. Come on, people. Thank you. I'm glad I lived up to her standard. You live up to it. Yes. And you're in my network now. So you're going to hear from me. I always like to check in with everybody, make sure they're good, how their life is going. You know, I like to nurture things. But uh, before we go, please let everyone know how they can connect with you. So I recently launched my own website, CaseyDonatello.com. So you can find information about um, all my books, all the projects I'm doing. You can find my OnlyFans on there. Um, so basically, I made one place now because I had stuff all over. So CaseyDonatello.com, and you can literally find everything you need to know about me on there. Fantastic. Casey, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you so much.